We should make that an episode. Why yeah. do we like kids? You just movies? had to tie it to marketing somehow. But we well, can it is marketing. It's writing. It's That's copywriting. True. That's true. Yeah. It's target demographics. Target segmentation. There's actually, uh, but there's a lot of controversy around tar- uh, target audience of that age yeah. group. So we could yeah. totally tie it in. Yeah. We should make this happen. We should. We should. But in the meantime. After we build our coffee brand. Um, yes. up- upgraded coffee. Upgraded coffee. Yeah. Welcome to the Social Marketing Podcast, where we cut through the noise to show you how to engage your brand in the digital world. And now, your hosts, Luke and Clara. Welcome to the Social Marketing Podcast, episode number three. We're continuing our theme this month, and we're talking about how to build an engaged following on Instagram. But first... We're going to come up with some news and it's not so much news today, but it's more about really cool blogs. And I have a YouTube channel, which could be very helpful to you in your marketing efforts. So Clara. Yeah. So this time I came with a blog that I absolutely love and really wanted to share because it's exactly a great source of information for you guys concerning Instagram. This uh, website is called alextuby.com and she used to be, well, I should say she still is a social marketing expert, but she at one point decided to solely focus on Instagram. So now all the articles she writes, are all about Instagram and breaks it down to, you know, very small detailed topics that she really goes and explores, which I absolutely love. So um, her website will be down in the link below. Um, But one thing I wanted to talk about this particular blog post, which is learn from the best Instagram accounts. And I absolutely love this. What she went ahead and did is pulled out a couple Instagram accounts that are doing very well and broke down why they're performing so well. And the other aspect about her that I really like is that she provides great visuals along with her points. So as you scroll down, if you get a little confused or you're not sure exactly what she's talking about, there are pictures to go along with the words, which I'm a huge advocate for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not going to talk about anything in particular, just that it's a great uh, resource to have. And I would highly recommend checking it out. Yep. And yeah, it's having resources, especially something so specific is really helpful. I actually have something very specific as well. Um, For those of you who don't know, which is most people in the world, um, I almost got into screenwriting. I actually, I started to write screenplays. I almost went to college for screenwriting. I was so close I decided not to because I don't have a particularly great talent and um, it's not something that's very profitable. It just wasn't, didn't make sense to get into debt to become a screenplay or to get a degree in screenplay. But there's this YouTube channel I recently found called Lessons from the Screenplay. And what it does is it takes movies and it analyzes their script and what it does well and what it does bad. And what I love about this is that it helps Um, At least for me, it really opened my eyes to different ways to tell stories. Now, stories are incredibly important with marketing, any kind of marketing, let alone just social media. But creating that personal connection with someone through a story is so important. And what I loved about this is even just the the episode that I just watched um, around about the dark night. It delves into, okay, what goes into making a good antagonist? And a good story needs an antagonist, which is something uh, a lot of people figure uh, forget about. They also, he also had one breaking down the Avengers, talking about points in a screenplay or in our case, a story on where things happen. So setting down certain plot points to show, OK, this is where this action falls. This is where this happens. 
And he breaks it down into several different ways um, to kind of scientifically examine a story, which is really helpful for somebody who needs to organize a large story, who needs, who, or you're, if you're new to story writing, especially in the short form or the long form, this can be really helpful. So I learned a lot from this. I mean, partly through my geeky side for analyzing screenplays, and um, also it really helped me look at stories in a slightly different way. So yeah, so these links uh, will be at our website um, at the socialmarketingpodcast.com. You can find out more information there. But without further ado, we shall get into our topic. And we're talking about breaking through on Instagram. Now, I will throw out a bit of flattery right now. Our resident expert, Clara, <laughs> is, is um, I will say, better than me at Instagram. I will say that outright. Um, very a natural talent to it. She won't say it herself, so I need to. So oh, thanks. <laughs> Probably the only time I'll ever hear Luke say that, so I'm going to hold Ooh, on to it. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> nah, he's, he really hits the point on a lot of things. But Instagram is something that I absolutely um, love looking at from an a marketer's point of view, because it's a platform that I find very interesting. Um, Instagram is a very engaging app. Mm-hmm. You, you People post a lot there to connect with their followers, but it isn't a conversational app. While people do talk about, you know, do post things to gain conversation with their friends, a lot of it is updates and a lot of it is about present presenting themselves, their profiles, brands included, in a very particular way. Um, Now, one thing that I'm going to say right now is an important aspect to keep in mind is authenticity. Mm -hmm. This goes a long way on Instagram because not a lot of people are. People get wrapped up in this notion of, I want to, you know, things have to be done in a very particular way. There has to be a sort of perfectionism associated with posts, um, regardless of whether or not it's personal or brand. And one thing that I see works very well are when people are very honest, very open about who they are. Brands that do this typically get much higher response rates. And that ties back into our whole thing about stories. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone has a story and we all love sharing stories and hearing stories. So if you can really wrap yourself up into an authentic piece, but do it in such a way that you're telling your story through these posts, you're going to be very successful. Yeah. And with beautiful visuals, like telling that's it authentic. Huge. And that's, I think that's part of the reason why people have a hard time, at least, especially for me, because I, I mean, I'm very authentic. I'm a very honest person. I like just being authentic, but at the same time, you can't just, you can't just like be bluntly honest on social media, just like post about everything in your life. That's, that's not interesting. So it's about balancing. And that's what I think, I've really worked on it. I've gotten better. I've gotten much better than I used to be. But balancing that honesty, that just raw honesty and the transparency with prettiness. <laughs> because yeah. Instagram is such a pretty app. So um, that's it's definitely a challenge. And it'll take some time to find that balance, especially depending on the industry. But I will say that with the stories feature, that really helped me be much more transparent. You know, just not not so much pretty. On stories, I'll just, you know, post, I'll just post, you know, pictures, I'll post videos of myself. And when it comes to actually posting in a picture or a video, I'm much more careful about it being very nice, about it being very meaningful, about being, you know, really good quality. So I'm really, I was super happy when they introduced stories. I love it. And that's a great point too, that the, the whole story side allow for more casual presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of yeah. the point of it versus your actual story yeah. page. Um, and Tying that into, you know, the prettiness aspect, 
one thing to keep in mind is your demographic. Mm -hmm. And this is important because if you present, you know, very pretty, but very old fashioned esque uh, photos, Mm -hmm. that could really work. If that's your brand and that's your vibe, that could really work for you. But keep in mind that you are targeting a very specific group of people. and they, the reason why I say very specific isn't because you don't find people under the age of 18 on Instagram or over the age of 29. Obviously, they're there, but this is a predominant age group that resides on this platform. And if you're thinking of this as a marketer, you're going to recognize, okay, how many of my customers are on each platform? And that's going to help decide whether or not you're there. So if you're on Instagram, chances are your tar- at least part of your target audience are going to be in this age range. And that ties into the kind of presentation that you're going to go for. Um, this is the one platform that I will say, if you can spend a bit more time, maybe even a bit more money on good pictures. Mm-hmm. People know when it's stock photography oh, yes. and bad photos, even yeah. if they're good photos, but they're not great, that's going to be the one weak point of this platform. But let's say, mm-hmm. okay, you can get good photos. You're happy with them. You know, You understand that this is the demographic. We're going to come back to the question, why do people get on this app? Yeah, we mentioned that last uh, episode. We're talking about why people go on social media. I was specifically talking about Facebook because they had that whole experiment, which I think showed it was really it was really um, eye opening. Yeah. As far as why do people go on Facebook with Instagram? Um, of course there's a variety. Everyone, you can't just, you can't just make a blanket statement and say everybody goes on Instagram for one reason, but the majority of people will go on Instagram um, to actually to interact with friends and interact with brands that they really like or celebrities, I would say personal brands. Yeah. Uh, more so than just brands that don't that don't present themselves in a very relational relationship way, <laughs> which isn't a word. I know. Um, <laughs> I like it, though. Yeah. Yeah. It works. We'll, we'll coin it. We'll make we'll make a pretty graphic out of it or something. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so people it's actually a platform where people interact with friends. Right. Um, whereas with Facebook, you don't see a whole lot of interaction with friends. That's very true. Um, and that's a good point, because that also comes down to on Instagram, you want you really want people to connect with the content you're pro- providing. And one way that we can see that this is the case is that um through studies that have been done, they've noticed that posts that have longer content on Mm -hmm. Instagram tend to do very well. Mm -hmm. Um, And what this means is that people are actually taking the time to read what people are posting. Um, And that's an interesting difference between Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, obviously, uh, that kind of tells you that people are willing to spend time going through, seeing what's being presented to them, but they... I think one reason for that is that they get to be a little more picky about who they follow and what they see. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you can hit that audience well. And the way you do that is, and we'll talk about this in a little, uh, a bit later is, you know, through hashtags, commenting and what accounts you end up following. So um, I guess a key point, the key aspect to point out is that it's a very um, interconnected platform. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but first, before we get to the actual practical side of it, like the actual getting your hands dirty, you have to set up, right? You have to start with a strategy. You have to start with an idea. And you have to understand your niche and your voice. Like we said, right, Clara was saying, 18 to 29, most prevalent age group. Um, but however, you might be a brand that services to old people <laughs> or <laughs> 65, and, <laughs> 65 and older. Um, you might be or you might have a different demographic. You might have a demographic of like 13 to 15 year olds for, I don't know, a certain product that only applies to that. 
maybe it's a book or, you know, different products, of course, you can target. And, and especially since there's less people there, there's more likely to be less marketers focused on them, which creates a space for you to break through. It depends on your brand and where you're going with the account. But so you have to understand your niche. Who are you targeting? And but you also have to settle on your voice. Claire and I have had lengthy discussions about about voice, especially with our Instagram account. And eventually we're like, okay, you know, this is the voice we want. I really like this voice. And it's the way you present yourself. It's like it's like if a friend heard you over the phone, it was like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so, right? That's Luke. I recognize your voice. If someone saw your account, your picture, your copy, but didn't see who it was from, they should be able to recognize that it's you. There's actually a word that is now very strongly associated to Instagram that describes all of that and it's aesthetic. Huh. And this, I hear this all the time, especially amazing, with young yeah. girls. It's like, what's your aesthetic? What's your brand's aesthetic? And it's exactly that. It's your voice, but visual. And that's kind of, that. you're absolutely right. That's a huge component of of Instagram. Right. And it, it's not, I'm not saying that like you're going to have your first post and like have everything settled out. It, like all social media, it takes time, you know, you adapt, you learn. And you change. And yeah, you And do. that can also happen yeah. and occur over time. Yeah, of um, course. Like any person develops and changes and grows, your brand does too. And I think, and I've, I've noticed this, especially with YouTube uh, channels that I've watched. I like the channels that have grown, the people, especially like the like the vloggers, you know, the people who just have a really personal, intimate channel. I love when I see them that they're different in a place than they were last year or five years ago, that they're trying new things, that they're expanding, that they're, you know, they're growing as a person and as a channel and as a brand. And I love to see that because otherwise it just gets static. Like there's um, one channel, I won't name names, but there's a couple channels where they do the same thing every day and it just gets boring. And it's semi-entertaining, but there's no growth there. There's no change. And just like if you're friends with somebody who never grew, who never changed the same way for years, you'd be like, you know, when are you, you going to grow up? Exactly. That's a great point. So, yeah, just keep that in mind. You're not stuck in one particular feel or vibe or, you know, whatever word you want to use for that. Mm -hmm. That can ch change and adapt. You just want to be consistent. So for a while, you're... Yeah. For, you know, posting things with a certain tone. And then over time, as your business changes and grows, your accounts grow with you, mm -hmm. um, as will your followers. Yep. And um, if for inspiration, look at other Instagram accounts, look at their tone, look at look at their pictures and say, all of their pictures look similar. Why? And start with accounts that you like. Mm -hmm. Forget yep. about if they're similar or not to your own brand. Look at you. I'm sure you have some. I have some right. brands that don't, you might never actually even buy their products or maybe you do a couple of times a year, but you absolutely love their, their, the, what they post. Um, and that's a great place to start because once you figure out why you like what they're posting, you can try to figure out how to adapt that to your content and then follow in their footsteps. Right. And then I'm going to hand it over to Clara. Here we go. <laughs> for this is Clara's expertise. Um, okay. Something she opened a world to me when she was going through her system for growing an Instagram account early on. And I was just absolutely blown away. Just never really thinking about it in this much detail. So without further ado, let's go over practical, dirty work or clean work. It's, there's nothing illegal going on, <laughs> but actual <laughs> the work put in to actually grow your account. Awesome. Okay. I'm so excited about this part. So 
I have a system that when mixed with hard work produces great results. And the best part about this is that your following will grow organically. There's no need to purchase likes or followers. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that for <laughs> do various that. <laughs> reasons that we won't go into right now. Just don't. Just don't. It's a waste of money. So how yeah. do you get started? You have a blank account or you've just started out. What do you do? Step one, research. Very specifically, keywords. Now, by keywords, obviously for Instagram, I mean hashtags. And these hashtags, you wanna create a list of 30 to 40. You're only ever gonna use 30, otherwise Instagram might start tagging you, but you want a good amount of hashtags. And I mean, spend some time on this. Look at how many followers you, or how many uh, hashtags have been posted and create a list. Start with, you know, a third of those are going to be small. And by small, I mean anywhere from 700 to 3,000, you know, hashtags have been used or posted. I don't know how you say that, actually. Yeah, post, post using the yeah, hashtag. Posted, posts yeah, yeah, that yeah. have used this yeah. hashtag. Then a third are going to be in the medium range. This is from 3,000 to about 15,000. And then a third are going to be from 15,000 all the way up. Um, this gives you diversity, but it also keeps you relevant. These hashtags, I would come and look at and maybe tweak every six months, but they're pretty much going to stay consistent for a while. Once you have that list, you're going to create a different list. These are going to be a list of companies that are brands that are similar to you. The great part is that they're not all your competitors, depending on what product you have. Sometimes, especially if you're location-based, you know, you don't have to think about, oh, do I need to find 25 competitors? No, just 25 people that post content that somehow connects to what it is that you're trying to provide. Um, there's a reason for that list, but for now you're just gonna hold on to it. Now, let's say you have your content calendar created. We've gone over that process before um, and we'll go over it again, but you have your content calendar, you're ready to go. Here's the process. You post your fir first picture, you copy and paste those 30 hashtags that you've chosen to use. The extra 10 are gonna be relevant, like. Hashtag quotes to live by, right? If you have a quote, you're gonna include that. So you're gonna post your 30 hashtags. Then you're gonna start at the top of your second list, go through that person's followers, and you're going to follow the people that follow that competitor's Instagram account. Because these are people that already want content similar to what you're providing. This is a place to start from over time that'll grow and change, but this is an excellent place to start. Follow about 30 to 40 people. Obviously tell all of your friends and have them follow you. You're going to see a huge uptake in following doing it this way versus just randomly following people. Then the last bit that I'll tell you is comment. Now there's two ways of doing this. Yes, comment on people who, comment back to people who comment on your post, but also just searching those hashtags that you've used, look up posts that you find interesting and leave comments. You'd be surprised how much response you'll get from doing that. You do this process every time you post, you'll see your following grow dramatically compared to other people. Yeah, for our, one of our clients, we got, what, 100 followers and only 10 posts? Yep. And, you know, so it, and that was from zero. It's from zero to 100 and only 10 posts. So, yeah, so obviously she knows what she's talking about. And some tools that um, at least I use, and I know you use uh, the app, 
Um, I use uh, for display purposes only, the worst name. I can never remember it. It takes me forever to remember that name. But um, for hashtag development, so you put in a hashtag like motivation or bakery or whatever your industry is, and then it will give you a bunch of relevant hashtags around that um, that are the most popular, the most engaged, and give you a good mix. Also, um, we use Followers Plus, I believe the app is called. Yep. Um, that's a Google Play Store because we're Android, um, the only good uh, <laughs> system. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm very passionately uh, about Android. Uh, and uh, and so that's on the Google Play app. Um, we don't we don't have iPhone, so it might be on the iPhone. Yeah, there would probably be something similar on iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about, I think it's like $11 a year. Yeah, something something like that, and it's so worth it. It allows you to unfollow people who are not following cheaper. you back. I think back. I got it for like two. Oh yeah, it could be something. Like I, I think it's like two dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could be ridiculous, something ridiculous like that. And it just gives you. It, it's pretty much shortcuts to things like looking at who's following you, figuring mm-hmm. out you know unfollowing people who aren't following you back in one click instead of going through your list. Yep. Definitely worth it. Yep, and it just yeah a ton of metrics. It gives you instead because Instagram still isn't great on the analytics side. Yeah, it's gotten a bit way better than before. Oh, what I had to do before, like only a year ago, it would take like an hour just to get anything out of Instagram. But now they've improved, and hopefully they'll improve a little bit more in the future. But yeah, those are and those apps will be linked um, in the show notes, socialmarketingpodcast.com. You can and um yeah, and that's and that is really Instagram in a nutshell. There's so much more that goes into it, obviously, but hopefully this will get you guys started. If you have any questions involving the steps that I provided, contact me, contact us. I'd be mm-hmm. more than happy to see where you're at and what's causing you some issues, but um, I hope that really gives you a good place to start. Yeah, and we'll help you from there if you have questions. Um, and yeah, so that's it. That's Instagram. In the next uh, two episodes, we're continuing this theme for the month. I think you might have noticed a trend if you've listened to our latest episodes. <laughs> um, if you haven't, go listen to them. Um, why not? They're just as helpful as this one, if not more. Uh, but we're, we're talking about Facebook and Twitter in the next two weeks. And then we're wrapping up this month about analyzing the social profiles, how to do well on them, and how to grow your brand and really integrate your brand into the digital world. This has been the Social Marketing Podcast. Again, you can find show notes and more at socialmarketingpodcast.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.